This is New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. If you're enjoying this podcast, the best thing that you can do for the show is to tell somebody else about it. Help spread the word. And take a moment to rate and review us on your podcasting app. Two violins, double bass, and piano. It's an unusual combination for a classical quartet, but it's the perfect combination for the Janoszka Ensemble. That's what Julia Starvas was telling me about recently when I talked to the double bassist of that ensemble about their newest recording, The Big Bees. That's what we hear about this week on New Classical Tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher. Well, a lot has happened since the last time we talked, Julius, in August of 2019. And I'm wondering what you might have discovered about yourself over the past couple of years during the global pandemic that maybe surprised you. Uh, I have to say that uh, the pandemic was something that uh, nobody was thinking about, that something like this could happen to everybody not only to the culture also for the shops and but mostly of course for the culture because we are in this culture business and um, in this time it was a very hard time but we had much time to come together on zoom also to make new compositions to think about new projects and uh, I can say that still at the pandemic, we was hardworking, yeah. Is there anything that you started to do perhaps in the last two years during the pandemic that you decided, wow, this is really working for us. We're going to make this part of who we are now. Um, of, of course. So we, we was uh, thinking about uh, the, the new album, yeah. The third album we record with Deutsche Grammophon. And I can say that at the pandemic, all the ideas was brainstormed by the whole ensemble. Everybody give his uh, ideas into it. And of course, uh, we played some of um, concerts that were online concerts. So the online concerts are a new child that uh, comes from the, from the pandemic, you know. Of course, the, the, the people was very happy about these concerts. We were sharing that concert. It was high professional with camera and so on. But the, the life feeling, the life was missing a lot. For the musician also, the audience, the, the, the power of the room, of course, it was missing a lot. And uh, I also get the information that uh, for the audience, it was nice to have it on, on screen TV. But it's a totally other atmosphere when, when it's a live effect and you are in that hall or in that room. Well, let's talk about your newest recording. It's your third release. It's called The Big Bees. And you are focusing on something that the Janoszka Ensemble is best known for, which is improvisation. 
And this time you're highlighting some of the great improvisers who also happen to be models for your ensemble. Can you talk a little bit about Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms and how they have become kind of your patron saints? Yes, of course. So up to the time to Johannes Brahms, improvisation, it was an indisputable trademark of every big master. They was improvising a lot and they were real masters of the improvisation. So for us, um, Bach, Brahms, and um, also Beethoven, that was the the main point of, of classical music where we want to start. And so we realized they are big beasts in the classical historical music. And uh, we were searching about other composers with the letter B. And uh, they, they was uh, really in fast time founded, yeah, we have also Bartok, we have Bernstein, and we have Brubeck. And so we put our favorite composition from them and make it Janoszka style, of course. And our trademark is also the improvising, of course. So our concert is never the same. We are improvising in the moment. Of course, there is a basic ground that everybody knows how to play, but during the show, there are a lot of improvisations. When you are making a recording like this and improvisation is so critical to the sound, how do you land on what you want to actually put on the recording then? Because that is becoming sort of your signature, if you will, when you're doing that in the recording studio. How do you, how do you settle on which improvisation are you going to use in that moment or you just wing it? Uh, I think we are we are playing from our hips, you know, and uh, the moment is a, a very important, special thing that everybody has to listen to the other musician very carefully. In which mood is the pianist at this recording? Where he wants to go with his solo? How he built up Roman? How he built up his solo? How is Andre playing the classical part? And um, we have to, to, to listen to each other. And, uh, of course, this Janoszka style becomes a, a, a trademark of the of the whole ensemble. But not only the improvisation, I would say, also the sound. It's a very unusual to play with two violins, double bass, and, and uh, piano. The letter B is significant here, and also because of visually how it looks, right? The silhouette of the letter comes from the Proto-Chinese alphabet. And I didn't know this. This is something I was learning. Its original form represents a house with an exit. Can you talk a little bit about how this image connects to you and what you're doing in the music making? I would say this exit, I can, um, imaginationally, I can say that uh, it's a window, a new window that we want to open for the classical music. On this window, we want to flew to it in other dimensions and not playing the classical music like it's uh, written and heard so thousands of times. We want to bring a new wave, a new air in classical music with great improvisation, with fantastic arrangements and virtuosity. (laughs) 
The Concerto for Two Violins in D Minor by Bach opens this recording, and it's tailor-made for the ensemble. Talk a little bit about what makes it tailor-made for the Janoszka Ensemble. Yeah, it's, it's really tailor-made because we have two fantastic violin players in our ensemble. And we was always waiting as we was childs for a jazz summit record, maybe from Stefan Grappelli and Yehudi Menuhin. But it never happened. And we were so exciting about that because the music of Bach is really genius. And now we make this recording. It's a real jazz summit. And uh, we have the classical violin on the one side. the improvisation jazzy violin on the other side. And um, with the double bass, I'm playing the basso continue sometimes, but also make some grooves. And František is also accompanying the whole thing in a classical, but also in a jazzy, in a pop classic style. And you've got that fun meter in the final movement, 6-8 meter. How does that inspire you to improvise? So we have the, the ground theme, of course, but in this piece, it was so naturally that uh, some new chords were added in this piece. And so we have a fantastic ground bass to make new improvisations also. And Roman is playing also the violin like this. Like a guitar. We also use in the improvisation a style of flamenco technique. And Franti add also a little bit tribute to Chicoria, the great jazz pianist. Because Chicoria was, was loving Bach, yeah. Wasn't Chicoria also a fan of Bartok? Yeah. Yeah, because I think you're you're also paying tribute to Chick Corea in the Romanian folk dances. So Bartok, he was uh, from Hungary, and my roots are from Hungary also, and um, the guys. The brothers, they are from Slovakia. So we grow up with this music, with this authentic music. And um, Bartok was uh, going to Romania and record the folk stances there. And he made a great arrangement. But that was our goal, to play this piece in a total another way, in a longer version, as usually. And we try to have new colors, trying playing with colors, to instruments that belongs to Romania, like the tarogato. It's like a clarinet or like a, a soprano saxophone sounding instrument.
or the cymbal. It's you. It's a it's a traditional instrument. And we're hearing some of that in the piano too, right? That's where we hear the cymbal effect. Even a little bit of accordion. It's uh, when you hear it, it's it you can match with a accordion solo. You know, it's, it's the same technique that Frantischek is using on the piano. And um, I'm playing the double bass with a, a slap technique that was that comes usually from Romania. It's called Bartok Piz Pizzicato. And I use this color also. The Adagio Cantabile from Beethoven's Patatique Sonata has been turned into a unique chamber piece on this recording. Why did you want to do that? Why did you want to take this solo piano piece and turn it into a chamber piece? It's very easy because Frantischek came up with this piece and the piece starts with a piano introduction that is uh, improvised. And in one rehearsal, he would start to playing it. Andre and Roman, they was playing main part of the melody. And that was sounding so great. And so we decided to have this piece on our album. And uh, it's a very sweet, close chamber music playing together, also with a little bass solo. You're really able to lean into the Hungarian element in Brahms' Hungarian dance number one. How have you tweaked that to meet the voice of the ensemble? Uh, I, I told to you that we was growing up with, with this music, the Hungarian traditional music, but also the folks music. And... Um, it was very nice to see, to have this dynamic of the Hungarian paprika, I would say, so that everybody can understand what I mean, the fire of Hungarian music. And uh, in this piece, there are some modulations that are unique. Nobody did this in their recordings, and we add these modulations, and in that way it becomes really a very strong, huge element in this on this CD, on this album.
You take another very familiar melody from Beethoven, Fiorelisa. Many of us have learned how to play that on the piano uh, when we took piano lessons as kids. And here you've taken this incredible melody and Frantischek has turned it into a new piece. Can you talk about what, what was done with this piece to give it your signature? For Elise, für Elise in German, I think everybody knows this melody. Also, little childs, and you can uh, surely say that everybody had this music heard before once time in, in his life. So we want to give a tribute to this piece, but Frantischek arranged it in an art of way that it totally becomes a new piece. And um, we only took the main theme that everybody knows, this main little melody. And that comes in different variations and played in different solistic ways by everybody in the ensemble, so in piano. Then the two violins have it. And in the middle part, you have a very strong fortissimo effect that nobody is supposing, yeah? So the whole piece is very slow and then... It burns out in the middle and this is really a great effect on it. And we called it Souvenir pour Elise. One of the things that's important, I know, to members of the ensemble is to write pieces in honor of family members. And in the case of this recording, Roman and Frantischek have both written pieces for their children. Is this something that you do as well? Do you write pieces in honor of family members? Yes. So this becomes really a, a tradition to write pieces to our family, mostly to our children. It's a tribute to them. And the family is a very important fact in the Janoska ensemble, also in the Janoska lifestyle, I would say. Um, there are seven generations back of music in the family. And uh, that we want to uh, trademark also. And uh, we are composing pieces to our children and uh, family members. And Andre Janoska... It was his first composition that he dedicated to his uh, two wonderful daughters. They are called uh, Valentina and Letizia. And so the piece is called Bagatelle pour Valet. And it's really a very nice music because the children are dancing ballet. And so you have always this uh, red line, I would say, to every child. Then Roman dedicate a piece to his youngest son, Marco. He's very temperamentful. And so Roman choose a Latin American rhythm. So 
we also want to show their temperament and uh, I think that's very nice and the, the audience love it always. Now, Julius, you married into this musical tradition or dynasty, however you want to refer to it, family. How did that happen? I mean, did, did you know these musicians and happen to meet your wife in the process or the other way around? <laughs> so that was a very funny story. I met my wife and she told me that uh, she has a relation yeah, in, in, in Bratislava. And we went there and uh, Roman was, I think, uh, eight or nine years old. And we arrived there and the whole house was uh, full with music. So František was practicing. I think he was nine or ten years old. Andre was practicing, Roman was practicing in another room and somebody left a double bass from the family there and I took the double bass and we was jamming together, all together. <clears throat> and the father of the Januszkas uh, liked it very much and he said, you have to marry, so my wife, her name is Janetta, you have to marry her because we need a good bass player in the family. So that's that's the story. Well, that seems to have worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. I was thrilled to see Blue Rondo a la Turk by Dave Brubeck on this recording because, I mean, it is kind of a jazz classic that you have now made your own. Talk a little bit about the Balkan rhythm that he uses and the surprises that you all drop in during this piece. So this piece is also a very special one because, uh, as you know, we also love jazz music and uh, we want to give a tribute to Dave Brubeck. We love him, his compositions for us, really a very important and great musician. And his piece, Blue Rondo a la Turk, is a well-known piece. Um, Dave Brubeck was inspired by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart from the Turkish march on piano. And in the middle of the, the piece, you can hear this also. For me, it always sounds a little bit like Gershwin. Yes, you have this classical, jazzy art to play. And then we use a, a double time. So the tempo is, is an upbeat tempo at the end of the uh, piano improvisation. We also have some space for, for, for newer improvisations, of course. And um, it's a polyrhythm rhythm that we are using, and the whole piece is written in that. Candied Overture by Leonard Bernstein is an arrangement that took a little bit longer to adapt to the Janoszka Ensemble. Can you talk about that? What was so challenging about it? It's a brilliant piece, but it's written for a big orchestra, big symphonic orchestra with strings, and then you have woodwinds, you have brass, you have a big percussion group, and this piece sounds in a really 
big sound, big, big, big way, yeah? And it was very hard for us to take this, uh, this chance to play it with only four persons. So it had to be arranged very well. So Andre is playing some parts which is imitating the, the piccolo flute. Very high, yes. And uh, I can say that uh, I'm, I'm using also some techniques that sounds like percussion, of course. But I think we, 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 we managed it good. We did a good job and um, the goal was to make it sound like a big orchestra, but only four people are playing. The recording closes out with nine symphonies in nine minutes by Beethoven. So we literally are hearing a world premiere as you wrap up the recording. Talk about how you condensed all nine of his symphonies into just nine minutes. Yeah, so Beethoven Nine Symphonies is really a complete masterwork, I, I would say, and I can say in the history of classical music. And um, we, it was, of course, we knew it that we can't record all the nine symphonies in this ensemble. So the goal was to make it in nine minutes, in precise nine minutes. And from every symphony, we took out a part that was very close standing to us. One theme or um, one uh, melody, and that we arranged in Janoszka style. And we also have to found very good transfer of each part. You know, when you're playing the first symphony, it had to fix to comes naturally to the second symphony. You know what I mean? The transitions were, you could almost, you could almost not hear all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're into a new symphony now. And uh, the, the people, uh, the audience love it. And uh, some of them are really looking at their watches in the concerts, yeah. And the, uh, we are, we are really precise, about 8.55 last concert, 8.58, but on the new album, it's precise, nine minutes. And then also we have uh, the joy to the Ode at the ending. I think to finish the album and to finish a concert with such a melody like this, which is perfect, I think after that everybody can take a good brief, have a nice evening after that, go home and take a nice uh, sleep, you know. And probably all of you too. <laughs> I would think. 
When you were putting this recording together, Julius, what was most memorable for you? Looking back now, what do you remember most about putting this together? Um, I think the greatest thing was that I have a house in Hungary and uh, we let a Bösendorfer piano come there and we was closed in this house about one and a half months all together. Yeah, all musicians and of course uh, Ray Seifert also who is uh, our ensemble manager and we spend a great time there only focusing on the music to have new ideas brainstorming we was cooking together dinner eating together we had fun in this time in this period and really big things happened there and it was very funny to see that everybody went uh, sleeping i don't know maybe at one o'clock and frantischek take out something to drink from the fridge there and he was sitting at the piano and he was composing something new yes and uh, everybody came out and we was playing until four o'clock in the morning (laughs) wow were your families with you during this time or it was just the ensemble just the ensemble the wow. families were in Vienna and in Bratislava. And uh, of course, at the weekend, it was, every, we, we said, okay, now from morning 9 um, p.m. to, I don't know, 2 a.m. Now it's free. Everybody can take a look at the family, how they are doing. and uh, But at 6 a.m., we have to go back here and work and, and, and playing music and create a new album. And it was like this. the greatest thing is after a concert when the people come to us after a concert and they are gratulating congratulating us and everybody has a big smile on his face and uh, they say dear gentlemen we are filled up with love with joy thank you for that great concert and that what makes an artist an artist Julius Darvas, the double bass player of the Janoszka Ensemble. Their new recording is called The Big Bees. Thanks to Valerie Kaler, our producer of new classical tracks from American Public Media. I'm Julia Macher. 